All right, another podcast for Cash Mitty. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking some Padre baseball as we're on to Toronto for a weekend series. Um, Padres swept the Diamondbacks this last series. Yeah, I'm pretty Actually, I'm pretty impressed. To beat 26 and 24, first 50 games of the season is pretty impressive. I, I believe with all the injuries that they've had, um, you know, the bullpens had some injuries. You got your best player or one of your best players, Tatis, missed. I don't know what he's missed. He's probably missed close to 20 games already. It seems like he's been out forever. Hopefully they can get him back. I mean, it keeps sounding like they keep postponing it. One one report will say, hey, he's coming back pretty soon. Sounded like he was coming back this weekend, and now it's going to be another week, it sounds. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to believe. Basically, until he plays a couple re- rehab games, you know, down in the minor leagues, he'll probably play at least two or three games, I would assume. Then then we'll know he's coming back. But until then, I have no idea when he's coming back because Kevin Acey reports one thing, Dennis Lynn reports another. I mean, who knows? So, But to be 26 and 24 after 50 games, like I said, with the injuries, is pretty damn good. I got to give Andy, Andy Green some credit. Um, I don't think the way he's managing is sustainable. And what I mean by that is the bullpen, you're going to tax the bullpen. Like tonight, or today was a great example. You're up 5-1, you're going into the ninth, and he uses Adam Warren, who he just used the, yesterday. I mean, I don't know why he didn't just use uh, Whistler or Robbie Erdlin in that situation. Those guys' arms are fresh. They, they haven't been used in a while. Just use those guys. Adam Warren pitched yesterday. You didn't. I, I didn't feel like he needed to use him. In that situation, I feel like Adam Warren is one of your better relievers, too. So, you know, it was nice to see Wingenter get in there and and get a, you know, throw up a bagel for an inning. Um, I didn't understand why he brought him in yesterday when you're in a high leverage situation. And it's his first game back coming off the IL. But, you know, they, they survived. They found a way. Stammen's been really good for them lately. His arm looks fresh. Yates' arm has looked fresh, but he just pitched three games in a row. I really wish they didn't have to use Yates today. I think it would have really helped him out, you know, going into this next series. And I know some people were like, well, they're off tomorrow. Yeah, you're off tomorrow, but he's probably not going to be able to pitch on Friday. I mean, you don't want to use him four out of five days. I mean, you want to stay away from stuff like that. That's why I think there's times that the bullpen gets taxed. I mean, Stammen got taxed. You know, he, his arm, there's no way his arm was feeling the same. He was throwing 89-90, 90-91 for, you know, a week or two, at least a week. I'd say closer to two weeks. And now it's back to 93, you know, with movement. I mean, that ball is moving. He has got a a really good fastball with movement, a two-seam fastball that comes back, you know, in on right-handers and away on left-handers. I mean, that that thing's got some really good movement on it. And he mixes up his pitches. He knows how to pitch. I mean, he's he's good. I mean, you're looking at basically a seven-inning game with him and Yates, the way Yates has been pitching. I mean, they have they have 26 wins and 20 saves from Yates. That's just – that's not sustainable, you know. But, hey, get as many wins as you can, I guess, because – you're going to get more guys. Hopefully you get more fresh guys, uh, a little more, 
like I've been saying, like they could get a lot healthier pretty soon. You know, it sounds like Cordero, Cordero has a chance to come back. Uh, obviously, one of your best players in Tatis should be coming back pretty soon. Uh, I mean, Tatis is going to make a huge difference. I mean, they obviously miss him. You know, especially at the top of the order, he should be batting. You know, if you're going to bat him first or second, I mean, I would like him him to bat second. But if you're going to bat him. You know, first, the way Reyes has been hitting in the number two hole, you kind of don't want to move him out of the two hole. I'd rather him bat fourth, but the way he's been hot in the two hole, you might want to stick him there. Leave him there. And if you put Tatis in the in the one hole, you know, then you got four legit bats right now. I mean, Machado's really getting hot. Um Maybe his numbers don't look that great, but I mean, you, if you watch the games, Machado's really—I feel like Machado's gotten unlucky this year. I feel like he's hit a lot to the warning track that it feels in different parks and different times of the year. I feel like if he hit some of those balls in July, late June, basically late June, you know, anything after that, I feel like a lot of he would have like two or three more home runs that he's hit in Pekka. I feel like the balls died on him. I don't know. I mean, we're getting, you know, it's middle of May or end of May almost, and it's and and we're we're still getting uh, rain, and it just feels like some of these balls are dying on him. I mean, he's hit some line drives like he hit one today where he just scolded it to center field. He got an RBI, but it just feels like he's kind of getting unlucky. And his numbers are pretty good. I mean, they're fine. I mean, you know, you'd rather have a better batting average, a couple more home runs, but. If he played 50 games, I think he has nine home runs. I mean, he's he's on pace to hit close to 30 home runs. I mean, over 27, you know, and then his on-base percentage, I don't know exactly what it is, but, I mean, it's got to be over 340. I would, I would assume it's close to 350. You know, I mean, and with his defense, the way he's played on, uh, defensively, I mean, you know, he's worth it. He, he definitely helps them win games. You know, Reyes, Reyes benefits from Machado hitting behind him. I don't care what anyone says. Reyes is going to get more fastballs. Just imagine Reyes if he had a good leadoff hitter. Because if you have a good leadoff hitter, it, which is what I believe this team is missing the most. I know people are like, well, they need an ace. I think they need a leadoff hitter and a center fielder more than an ace. And I'm going to get into, you know, when to trade or what they, what they should trade. But if you had a leadoff hitter and you hit him in front of Reyes... He's getting on base, and if he's a threat to steal, you're going to get fastballs. And then the pitcher's going to think, I got to throw a fastball because he's going to steal. It's, you know, So if I throw a breaking ball, he's going to be at second. Or, and he's also going to say, I got to try to get Reyes out because Machado's up next, and I believe in line of protection. I know some people don't, but I do. I mean, I don't see how you, you don't get better pitches you know, with Machado. Um, Hosmer's been really good. It looked like... He, he was going to go into a slump. I tweeted out, oh, look, he might be going into a slump because he wasn't really hitting the ball that hard. And then he hits a home run, and, of course, everyone bashed me on it, which is fine. <laughs> I have the bookmarks on a lot of people too. I mean, it's going to come back and get you, get your ass too. I just don't cry about it like people on Twitter do. Um, and I come back and I'll admit, yeah, I was wrong. Okay. It's not that big of a deal. Um but, I mean, Hosmer's been really good. Most of this year, I knew he was, was going to pretty much have a good season. Is he going to be as good as he's been hitting-wise? I don't know. He needs to get better defensively. I don't know what's happened to him defensively. You know, he missed another fly ball today. 
Uh, he's missed that double play yesterday where he dropped it. I mean, it's just, I don't know. It doesn't look like he's as focused as he should be defensively. But hitting-wise, he's much better hitting than he was last year. Of course, you know, I, I don't get how his war, I guess it's just because of his defense. His war is only .3, yet Myers is only negative .1. Like, I don't understand that. Myers has been completely, not even close to what Hosmer's been. Nothing close to it, yet they're, if you looked up their war numbers, it's not that much separation. So I don't, I don't get how that works out that way, but whatever. As far as the lineup goes right now, I mean, I think they're going to start hitting a little bit better. You got Machado, looks like he's really, he's about to turn it on. I think Machado's going to have a big road series or a road trip in New York and in Toronto. I wouldn't be surprised in, I don't know how many they play in New York. Probably, I'm assuming a three-game series. I wouldn't be surprised in the next six games he hits like three home runs. I just I just feel like he's about to get really hot. He's hitting line drives. He's, he's going to start... I feel like he's hitting the ball, you know, up the middle into right field. And a player like him, once he gets that going, he's going to get hot, I believe. So you got him. Reyes has been obviously been crushing the ball. Hosmer's had basically without the first, I think it was 24 games, he was hitting like two two twelve, and then these last, you know, 26 games, whatever it's been, I think he's hitting. I saw in the last 30 games, he's hitting over 330, like 339. And his on-base percentage is coming up. I think it's at 340 now. Um, he, he's going to be fine. He's, he's going to have a good year. I don't know if he's going to hit this well, like batting average-wise. I would like for him to hit a little more power, uh, you know. But it is what it is. It, it really, uh, my concern with him right now is defense, which you never thought that would be the biggest concern but my biggest concern is defense and then he still struggles against left-handed pitching I don't know really what happened there but like I said I got to give Andy Green some credit he's had you know to be 26 and 24 you got to give the manager some credit I'm not an Andy Green guy I still think if if he uses the bullpen the way he's using it it's gonna it'll eventually catch up to him but maybe Maybe the organization is just saying, hey, we got enough guys. Just keep doing it this way. Um, we'll just keep bringing guys up. And I'm going to get in. Excuse me. I'm going to get into some of the minor leaguers that they potentially can bring up. But, you know, it'd, it'd be nice to get a little more healthy on the pitching and and the position players. As far as the starting pitching has gone, dude, I mean, you get another good start from Lauer. Not another good one. Um his best start of the year, definitely. I think I think the Diamondbacks aren't really that good. Like I I don't know what their record is. I think it's twenty five and twenty five. They're not that good. I, they got off to a good start and they did this last year. The Walker guy, whatever that plays first base. I don't know what his first name is, but I mean he's just one of those guys that got off to a hot start. I think he's a rookie, and I'm sure the you know the book's out on him now, and and he's gonna struggle. Adam Jones got off to a hot start. I mean, he's not going to hit the way he did. I don't think they're that good of a team. They don't have a, you know, a big threat player. Uh, you know, losing Goldschmidt, they they're not that good. They got some good starting pitching. You know, Weaver and and Granky. Granky just owns the Padres. I mean, Hosmer's home run was really nice to get that win. That was an impressive win because I thought. 
I thought when it was 2 nothing, I thought, ah, Granky's going to go seven, eight innings and flip it over to a closer and we're, we're going to lose. But they get the big home run from Hosmer. That was huge. It felt like it, it felt like that home run gave them a lot of momentum, you know, and I think feel like it translated to, to today's game and felt good to get that win. And then today's win felt good to get a sweep. You two games above 500, like I said, man, you, that's, that's pretty good. Um, Considering, you know, with the injuries. I mean, Tatis has been out for a long time now. You start getting him back. And another thing is, is there's no way that Myers and even Hedges are going to hit like this. I mean, Hedges, it looks like he's he's starting to hit it, get a couple hits here and there. I mean, Hedges isn't going to start hitting like 230 or anything. I, I highly doubt that. But... I mean, he's been hitting 160 most of the year. That that I'm, I'm sure he'll hit 200. I'm sure he'll hit above 200, maybe 210. I know he's like a 206 career batting average, but I could see him finding a way to hit 210. Although when Mejia comes back, I would play Mejia. Like, uh, just play Mejia. I mean, he's let's see what we got. At least give him a try. Like, let him play, you know, 15 of 20 games, and see what. See what Mejia can do for a little while. Um, Margot, Margo is Margot. I don't, I don't. He's not going to do much better than what he's doing. He might do a little bit better, but you know, Myers is the one that I, I got a feeling Myers is about to come out of it too. Now he just cannot be as bad as he's been. There's just no way. I've never seen anything worse for Myers than I've seen this year or most of the season. I, I think. I think you get Tatis back, you're gonna have your first four hitters are gonna be pretty are pretty good. Really good, actually. And then I think Myers is gonna start coming out of it. I think Garcia actually, the way Garcia gives them good at bats, I, I would play Garcia against right-handed pitching. I mean left-handed excuse me, right-handed pitching, and I play Kinsler against left-handed pitching. Kinsler's starting to come out of it a little bit, a little more consistent, you know, better ABs. Uh, Garcia gives him good ABs. He's impressive to me. Like, he always kind of works a walk, and I like what I'm seeing out of Garcia. Now, both of them defensively, they suck. You know, still Urias. It's nice seeing Urias, you know, hit a few, you know, home runs down the minor leagues. And and the more I'm watching Urias, the more and more I'm getting more and more confident in him down in the minors. But the way the second base is going right now, I would – I would still, you know, keep Urias down there for a little bit longer. And, you know, I don't really see – I see the arrow pointing up on second base the way Garcia and Kinsler are starting to play. Third base right now is the problem. Ty, Ty France, is, he's just not a major league player. He's not a major league starter. That You get Tatisto back and then you put Machado there. That's what they need to do. I got a feeling Myers is going to come out of it, though. And I got a feeling he's going to start hitting a little bit better. Because I, I, there's just no way that he's this bad. Now, I tweeted out, like, you know, has he ever gotten LASIK eye surgery? Because I was at my brother's house for a communion on Sunday, and someone had mentioned, like, that he's always squinting. And I I don't know. I, I had seen him squint a few times, but I didn't realize how much he squints. And so I kind of noticed it, and he does squint a lot. So I tweeted out, like, has the guy ever gotten LASIK eye surgery? Because, 
I think people thought I was joking, but I wasn't really joking. I was being serious. I mean, fucking get the LASIK eye surgery. You know, if you're, if you can't see it that well, you can't see the ball that well, you get LASIK eye surgery. But honestly, I think he's going to, I don't mean like come out and and just get absolutely like become an all-star player or anything, but I think he's going to come out of it and be a halfway decent player. I mean, he should be batting, you know, sixth or seventh. And if he, he bats sixth or seventh, I mean, with his pop, you know, I mean, he's still got, I, I still got a feeling he's going to hit 25 home runs, you know, 20, 25 home runs. I mean, he's got, I think, seven right now. He he crushed one today, and it felt like the ball just died, you know, at the marine layer and shit. But I don't know. It just felt like it got pecoed again, you know, a rainy day out there, just the way it went. So, I mean, he's he's getting some walks here and there. I just feel like he's about to get hot. Hopefully he gets really hot for a week or two because when he gets hot, he does he does crush the ball when he gets hot. It's just when he goes in a slump, it just seems like the slumps are a lot longer <laughs> than when he's hot. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about the minor leagues because I've been paying – you know, I, I have that app, watch the minor leagues down there, and Michelle Baez finally pitched first time yesterday. And I had kind of given up, not given up, but kind of wasn't like, I didn't feel like he was a top hundred prospect and the rankings kept having him like in the seventies, some in the fifties. And I was like, I was like, eh, I don't know. I felt like he was overrated on the rankings. If he throws like he did yesterday, dude, those rankings are pretty accurate because he was throwing 97, 96 and it had pop. I think even one fastball got to 98. Now, he gave up a home run on his first pattern, but, I mean, whatever. That ballpark, the guy went to right field on it. I mean, he, he got good wood on it. It was 97-mile-an-hour fastball away. He, he, he squared it up pretty good. Um, if it's in Peco, I don't know. It's probably at the wall and caught. But the park that they play in, the ball flies. His breaking ball was really good. Changeup, good. Like he had, he had three good pitches. Like I was really impressed the way he looked. So I would like to use him as a reliever too, because then he can throw his gas like ninety seven, ninety eight, and then just mix in some of those off speed pitches. He he would be really nice as a, like a seventh eighth inning guy, even a closer. I don't know because I don't think they're gonna have to use him as a starter if if. You know, come next year if they want to bring him up. I mean, he needs a full season where he's healthy. Not a full season, but if he could go from here on out and be completely healthy, then I could I could see him coming up at some point next year, and I could see him helping out the bullpen. They got so many good arms, though, dude. So many. And I'll talk about who they should trade or maybe what they should trade for in a sec, but they're going to have to make a decision because – they just got so many arms. I mean, and, you know, someone's going to get hurt, too. I mean, they're not all going to stay healthy. But uh, Weathers came back the other day, too. He had been out for a while. I mean, that guy is probably the most underrated prospect, maybe in all baseball. I don't, well, maybe I shouldn't say that, but he's definitely the most underrated prospect the Padres have. I don't know why more people don't talk about this kid. This kid is good, like, really good. He has great control. He's got a really good curveball. Changeup's pretty good. His fastball, last year his fastball was like 90-91. He's throwing like, he's sitting 93-94 now. 
And he'll get it up to 95, 96. And he just pinpoints it. He is really good. He's like, he kind of got, he's kind of got like a David Wells to me. Just paints you on the corner, throws a curveball in the corner, bust you in if you're a right-handed hitter with his fastballs in. He'll bust you in left-handers. I mean, he's just, he's, he lives on the corners. And it's, it's really nice watching him. I, I like him a lot. He, he'll be in single A or high A, I would, I would assume, midway through this season. And I think next year, I, w- I would assume he starts off in double A. You know, kind of how like Morhan did this year or last year. So Morhan was in, well, I think he started in high A. But I really, really like Weathers. I think Weathers is going to be. When the when the when the prospect rankings come out midseason, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a top fifty prospect. But he might not be just because that injury. But if he keeps pitching the way he's pitching, I think I wouldn't be surprised if the rankings he's in the top fifty. I mean, he's a stud. Morahan, I saw him pitch yesterday, and his stuff is just—he's got great stuff, dude. Ninety-five, ninety-six fastball. His curveball is really good. I like his curveball a lot. Changeup's good. The only thing with him is, you know, his control is not, he's not Ryan Weathers' control or Paddock. That's his biggest problem. But none of these, most of the other guys aren't. Gore doesn't have the control that Weathers or Paddock have. Patino doesn't, you know. But fuck, dude, they have really good stuff. Morhan has great stuff. Morhan stays healthy the rest of the season. I can see him being on the in the rotation sometime next year. But he's got to stay healthy. They're kind of babying him. His first game back, or his first, I think it's already three games back now from the injury. I think he's gone two innings, two innings, and three innings. So they're babying him, but, I mean, he's putting away, guys. Like, he's getting a lot of strikeouts. Like, I want to say... So one of the games he threw four or two innings, he struck out four. I want to say the other yesterday he threw three innings, he struck out three. I think he gave up a bomb yesterday, but I mean whatever. You know you're gonna give up some bombs. Um, I just look at the stuff and then you know because so, sometimes you watch these minor league stuff and some of these guys can't get the balls and you're like ah oh, that should have been caught or you should have got a double play there whatever. But it's more of just watching the stuff and the control. Some of these guys, like Morhan, the biggest problem with him is he'll walk a few guys here and there. And same with Patino. Patino pitched. Now, they don't show that game. I didn't get to see it. But Patino yesterday, I believe it was, he threw six innings. He gave up two runs. He struck out, I think, six. But he walked two guys in the first inning and gave up a hit and gave up two runs. Then he didn't walk anyone the rest of the game. So... So that's been his biggest hiccup. He's been the walks this year, but he start. It seems like he's really getting consistent and getting better and better. Him and Warhan, Weathers, man. I mean, you got three legit fucking studs that I feel like people people talk about Patino and Warhan, but I feel like they forget about Weathers. And then you can even throw Baez like the the stuff he has. But I, I would use Baez as a reliever. But fuck, man, they got so many good pitchers. And then let's not forget about the best or one of the best minor league pitchers in Gore. I mean, shit. So 
I know some people are, you know, talking, should they go get a starting pitcher right now? Would you trade or, you know, what would you do? I wouldn't trade for a starting pitcher right now. I would wait till the offseason. The thing I would do, though, if you're going to trade someone, is I really, really would consider trading Kirby Yates. And it depends on what you get back. I think Yates is under control for next year. But his value's got to be so damn high the way he's pitching this year that you might get... I mean, if you got a top 50 prospect for for hand last year, I mean, you got to get something similar, if not better, for Kirby Yates this year. I mean, Yates is lights out right now. He's got to be the best. He's got to be the best reliever right now, the way he's pitching, how the season's going. I would assume he has the best numbers, and I mean, he's throwing 94, 93 on the black, and then he's dropping a splitter, and it's just, I mean, guys are just guessing on what he's gonna throw. I mean, he's been fantastic this year, and I know some people will be like, "Well, who are you gonna have closed next year?" I'm telling you, Baez might be your closer next year. Or someone like Munoz. Maybe Stammen just does it for a year. I don't know. But you got, you're going to have Lament maybe is your closer. Strom maybe your closer. I think you're going to have a lot of setup guys. I think your bullpen's going to be really good. Wingington is going to be good in the bullpen next year. Hopefully Castillo. Hopefully he can come back. I think the bullpen's going to be really strong next year. With Yates or without Yates. So if you could trade Yates and get a center fielder, I'm in. Like if you give, I was looking at some of the rankings, team's top 30 rankings, and not too many are are center fielders. That's the only problem. But if you could, I don't know, find a way to throw in Yates and get a center fielder, I would do it. Now, center fielder or... I don't know, a, a stud catcher, I don't a second baseman, I don't know, something that they need, left fielder, whatever. If you could get a stud, and I mean he's got to be a really good player, then I would consi- I would really consider trading Yates. I mean, sell high, buy low, man. Buy low, sell high. So he's at his highest point. He's got his highest value. If you trade him off, man, I I think you're going to get something good. Now, a lot of people are going to be like, well, why why are we going to still give up good players? Well, you're going to get a good player back, and the player you get back is probably going to fit your timeline a little bit better than than what Yates fits your timeline. Because Yates has probably got one more good year left in him. I mean, I think he's 32, I want to say. He's going to be 34 after his, you know, I mean – when his his contract is up, like you got you got this year and then next year with him, and then his contract's gonna be up. So another a half a season, a a year and a half of him, or trade for someone that you could probably have under control for five six years, and and's gonna be a starter for you, you know, a starting position player. I I would trade Yates for that. Um. What else do I got? Some of you fools that have been the Hosmer haters, man. All I'm saying is I got some bookmarks on you guys, dude. So if it comes down to it, I'm going to wait. But I think it's just funny the way Hosmer got treated last year. I think it's kind of funny still how he gets treated. I mean, I saw a tweet yesterday or today, I forget. 
And some guy was basically saying if we, I don't know, the way it came off to me was basically if we didn't sign Hosmer, Myers would be fine. It's just always, I feel like there's always just this bashing on Hosmer. He sucks and fucking overpaid. And then it's like excuses for fucking Will Myers. And I just don't get it. I know it comes from a certain clique, but my God, dude. Like, what do you want Hosmer to do? If you want to yell at him or what he's done defensively this year, I totally get it. But give the guy some props. Just because you, you, you know, you said you were done with them and it's the worst contract. And you wanted to even do a Mackenzie Gore you wanted to trade Mackenzie Gore and, and put Hosmer's contract so we could get rid of Hosmer's contract. I mean, come on, dude. Come on. The guy hit 284 in Kansas City for like six, seven years. That was his batting average. It's not he had one one year in San Diego, he has a bad year, and you guys just want to throw him off the fucking ocean, you know? It's just I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get why certain players just get crushed in this town and then certain players can do no wrong. I I, I don't get it. Um he's a leader, you know. Framil, guys like him, Renfro, those guys love playing with Hosmer. Those guys love listening and learning from Hosmer. Is he overpaid? Sure he's overpaid. But I'll tell you what, he's helping the team win. And if you're helping the team win, and eventually, if you win it all, who gives a fuck how much any of them were making? I could care fucking less. I mean, could care less. So, you will see some bookmarks on Hosmer as long as... I'm going to wait, though. I'll wait till fucking probably August. But there's going to be some bookmarks on that. And as far as Twitter goes, dude, I don't know what's going on with Padre, <laughs> Padre Twitter, but... Some of you guys need to just chill, dude. Everyone's fighting with each other. Just relax. Have a good time. The team's 26 and 24. We got the best young player in baseball in Tatis. We just signed a fucking a Hall of Famer in Machado. The guy's going to be here for his prime. I mean, I still can't believe we signed Machado. It's still like, every time he comes up, it's like still kind of, wow, we signed a guy for $300 million. Like, our organization has completely changed. We got the best minor league system in baseball. We got tons of arms. You know, even if a guy here and there doesn't pan out or if a guy blows out his arm, we got another arm coming. We got the sixth pick in the draft coming up in in the first week of June. I mean, we got a lot of good things going on, and we got bickering on Twitter like about like everything. It's just like, calm down. Everyone should just fucking... Have a beer. <clears throat> Have a beer with each other and enjoy it, dude. All right, so that's all I got to say. Go Padres. Hopefully, I got a feeling they're going to take at least two out of three in Toronto. I feel like they're on a little, they're getting on a little hot streak. And the Yankees would probably kick their ass and take two out of three or sweep them. But I like their direction of the team. I like where they're going. As long as they can get some of these guys back and be at like 500. Or not more than three games under 500, then I think they're going to play over 500 this season. So, all right. So, hopefully, you guys hit that review, give it a five star. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that one.